retweet this thing. So we, yeah. Did you play PGA National? Yes. Did you play any good or were you terrible? I had let's let some people get in here because they need to hear this. <laughs> I had the like considering the circumstances, probably the best like nine holes I've ever played on the front. Seriously? Yeah, I was like I was so good at like Ryan will vouch for it. I made two bogeys and part everything else, but I had like six birdie putts. Now like there, they're like 15 feet is like normal. Like, okay, I can kind of go at this and make it, but it's also like defensive putting. So it's just like, I didn't hold on, but yeah, you're just avoiding a three putt at all times. I played like incredibly well. We played the tips on the par threes, So like it was sick. And then the back nine totally melted out. Big and that's time. when you went in the water twice. I saw your tweet about how. Oh yeah, I went in the water twice on fifteen. I went in the water once on sixteen. I went in the water once on eighteen. Five balls over the last four holes. It was bad. <laughs> so, it, so was it like a? Was there a competition? Did someone? Win yeah, something? there was. I don't know who won. We kind of just left after because it was, it was weird. Like last year, it was fun with. Um, Last year was fun because they had like a lunch and awards and they had a presentation. And like this year, it was like with COVID and everything, it was like boxed lunch, gift bag, like turn in your scorecard and go. So it was kind of weird, but they did the best they could. Um, but we were, you know, we shot as a two man team, like straight up gross, even par on the front nine as a two man. Yeah. How? Thick. Dude, it was awesome. Well, Baroff's really good or what? He is good. He doesn't like play ever, but he used to, he's next club pro. So, you know, he's like a three handicap. He's really good. He had a, he had a drive on nine that I swear to God, he, on the ninth hole, he could have putted onto the green from his drive. He was like 25 yards from the green. It was insane. Our caddy was like, we had this caddy. His name was Radar. Cool. And Radar was like an old Dominican dude, and he had more Corona premieres than any of us. <laughs> every time we pulled up to like, they had a cooler like every two holes, and Radar was just like pocketing Coronas. Like, I'm taking these home later. Like, trees, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, right. You guys are the guys that let him go, get away. Smoking with Dutch Masters, just cracking Coronas, <laughs> like living his best life. It was funny. That's brilliant. Um, Okay, so have you then you're did you play drunk or were you sober? No, I was pretty sober. I had I mean I had some beers, but I wasn't drunk, yeah. but I wasn't like totally sober either. But um, so then have you had a chance to peruse the board yet? I mean we're about to get in. We'll get through it. Yeah, I I listened to maybe like 15 minutes of Pat and Jeff show and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> Looked at Darrell's feet, which is yeah. always a go-to when you're feeling unprepared. So yeah, I'm sure you'll get me filled in. We'll get dialed in. Match play week. We know the course. We know the setup. It's you know, it's kind of a shit show. Um. So, uh, you're uh, are you betting per pod? Do you, we can get into this? Probably we could probably talk about stuff like specifically like what your card is going to be because I don't. We're a couple minutes early. Anybody in here? Comment along. Oh yeah, we're uh, for the replay watchers. We're just talking quickly early. If we get a chance, I mean, typically we're running out of our uh, bedtime routines and clicking live like as you know things go at seven thirty, eight thirty Eastern. We're a little early tonight somehow. It's a miracle. So uh, we thought we'd get in here and do a little pre-show live for you guys. I mean, a little hangout, a group hangout. Yeah. So if we end up having time before this eight thirty start time that we typically go off at, well pop the lights on and we'll just start talking in live and shooting shit before uh, we actually uh, crank this music out. Should we just crank this music out? Is it almost time? Let it rip, DJ. All right, let's do it. Do, 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 do.
Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EdinaRealChi. And that's Joe Idoni. He's at Tour Picks. And we're the Preferred Lines podcast, tweeting at Preferred Lines. Uh, find us streaming every Monday night right here on Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter for now. And going on to iTunes later. Just be prepared for that. Do that after this. Um, so, yeah, you're live. So, chat along if you are here in the room. Because we're going to have some fun tonight. It's a little bit different. It's not the same old, same old. Because we got a little something different in the ball game here. We got a little match play, Joe. Don't, do you like match play? I love match play. Um, super fun. Awesome format. I wish that I've made it known and I've caught some heat for it. But I wish the Tour Championship was a... F- not this form of match play, but a form of match play. Uh, but I'm a big fan of it. Love the little mix-up. Get out of the sort of monotone middle of the season even though we're like it usually feels like that but right now we're so close you know we just had the players we got the masters into like it it, we're right in the middle of it but still it's nice little break up today um fun stuff yeah it's cool you get the pods you start a little early early week of golf uh a lot of golf it can get a little boring by sunday to some people but i still like it you know we're in the middle of march madness there's other things to watch if you want but it's fun to bet on uh well there's also the putacana corrales tournament that that has a betting board and it's kind of weak and crazy and funny and looking but we can bet that if you're not interested in the match play maybe we could discuss that or maybe you just watch my first look pod i did a first look pod every week on the uh what is it the fantasy golf pod youtube page i you know go live as soon as i see the pricing and i talk about it so i did that for the match play and i also did that for the corrals which is kind of at the same time, Joe, this week on our friends at the app Jock Market, they're not are they providing us? I didn't even look. Yes. I just assume oh, yeah. they're not. Are they they're providing the match play? Not the match play. It's it's Corrales. It's Corrales, okay. but it will still be fun. Um they're working on so I talked to them. They had kind of actually asked me and Rick for ideas on how that they could really do it um with match play. So We kind of gave them some ideas. I believe that we are going to have a format rolled out, not for match play essentially, but for the Ryder Cup. So we're going to have a way to do jock market for the Ryder Cup. We're working on that. We're kind of toying with different ideas. But for this week, we just figured it was easiest to not try to rush it. And let's just do Corrales. It's not a bad field either. So it'll be a ton of fun. Use the promo code PL20 at the bottom if you aren't in jock market and it's legal in your state. What are you doing? Right. Well, yeah. and then this is gonna be like, you know, this is the week that that WW guy just rakes it all because it's just like a crap field. And he's just he just murders these crap fields because he must have a strategy on buying everybody, you know, as low as possible at certain points. I don't know what he yeah. does, but that WW guy's a crazy guy. He uh, does. So we were- yeah, he obviously puts in a ton. Like I think he throws down yeah. like four or five thousand into jock market every week. So when it's when it goes bad, I'm sure it goes bad too. Like we see True. the first place, you know, I made a thousand bucks, but I'm sure when it goes bad, it goes bad. It's it's you know, it's gambling. We know the deal. Right. No, I lost money this week. It was the first time in a while, but it, so it happens. Yeah. Uh we talked right before clicking the music. We did go live a little bit early and let Joe brag about his front nine at the PGA National, but Charlie asks, are you over or under 95 today at PGA National? Because you got to play it. Under. Under, under oh, Charlie. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, so Joe, uh, tell us why and what was up with that. And now, DFS Open. Yeah. It was a success, it. a smashing success. Brag about your world, Joe. So we filled it, man. It took down to the very last hour and the help of all of my <laughs> internet friends on promoting it, but we did it. Cheers to that. Um, filled it. Thank you. Cheers to that. Big time cheers. So we were the biggest fundraiser that the first tee of the Palm Beaches has. So we raised a little over $31,000 this year, which is more than double what we actually did last year. We're hoping to make it bigger in the future. Uh, he's trying to set me up actually on a call with the PGA Tour. And the, and the head of the first tee, they're trying to get me and Ryan on a call with them to figure out how, like, they were so excited and they were a little bit leery of it, but, um, you know, just the nature of it being DraftKings and all that and not so sure, but they've seen the success, right? They've seen the response that people have had to it. They've seen the good that it can bring to them uh, and the publicity it can bring to them. So they were very excited. They were very thankful. 
and they gave Ryan and I a spot in their event today that was held at PGA National. So I, I went under, Charlie, for the record. Uh, I don't know if you were here early. Best front nine of my life. <laughs> Shot a natural 38, uh, two over par. On the tips? No. So we we played – here's what we did. We did the par threes from the tips, and then when we got to the bear trap – Ryan and the other guy who like hit it like 40 yards further with me were like, we got to play the bear trap from the tips. I'm like, Oh, whatever. I'll do it. And then I started dunking balls in the water, but 48 on the back, 38 on the front, 86 under. Not bad at all. Yeah. What's your favorite hole today? Jesse wants to know. So my favorite hole was number 11. Um, and Ryan will tell you this. So number 11 is kind of a shorter par four, but the pin is tucked all the way to the right. That's the one that VJ basically putted into the water. And I think oh, Lee Westwood like couldn't get it up the hill. Okay. So Charlie probably knows this whole well, but I hit my drive a little to the right. It looked like it went into the water. It's about 260 to go into the water. We go down there and it's water's edge, West Bryan style, almost like, had to get muddy, got my feet muddy. Ryan was safely left of the green. So our caddy told me to go for it. I grabbed a seven iron. I hit it out of the mud to 12 feet. Missed the birdie. Whoa. Yeah, it was sweet. Oh, of course. It was sweet, but it was the shot of the day. Everyone unanimously agreed that the, the seven iron out of the mud to 12 feet was the shot of the day. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. great. We're so th- happy for you. Well, we were, I was working. Doing lame things in my normal life. You got to play PGA National. I'm not jealous at all or anything, but anyway. Uh, hey, everybody, if you're new here, please subscribe to this stuff on the platform you use and like and comment and helps algorithms. Uh, that's yeah. important in our world. And Joe, can we just get right to the betting board or what are we going to do? Or no, do we have to talk about our guy, Michael, who won the DFS Open? And I wanted to have him on to talk to him, but he didn't even respond to my tweet at him. Thanks. I'm sure he's a come on, Mike. He's a busy guy. He won the DFS Open. Next year, he's going to get in that event with three friends. So he's going to pull a full foursome into that event. He's going to get a part of the DFS Open in 2022. We are, I, I actually talked today with the head at PGA National about doing it there which would be cool. So when I started last year, originally this was like my my idea just because they have four courses, right? They have a Palmer okay. course right next to the champ. And I'm like, how cool would it be to like have the Clearly. tournament there that everyone, no one has to go anywhere. You just walk right over to the Honda. It'd be awesome. So they wouldn't even take my call last year, but yeah, how much would that cost? <laughs> well, I don't know. So last year, like the stipulation was that the one time when I finally got through the stipulation was everyone had to stay at the resort, which is like 600 bucks a night. I'm like, no way. So that for us set up next week. I think that we can get a fair price given the amount that we raised for the first tee, and it's probably going to make the registration a little bit more expensive, but I think well worth it. Like how cool will that be to like be playing there next to the Honda literally as it's going on? Like you can hear the crowds. Like you're on one side of the water and on the other side is like Matt Jones sticking shots to six feet and you're playing there in the DFS open next to them. Like it's cool. It'd be fun. Okay, well, uh, we'll look forward to that. We're going to go there next year. We're going to do it in person. You are coming. I can, yeah, You're in my I'm group. Coming. You're oh, in my sure. group. Oh, we're doing it for sure. Team preferred at the same time, Yeah. We'll, you know, maybe we'll always continue to do a DraftKings <laughs> Open, too, along with it. So. That was fun. I thought that was interesting. I think definitely. Definitely we will keep that as part of it with a spot um, to come the following year. So I think it was a great, great thing. Okay, thank you for everyone who did enter and donate Uh and even if you had James Hahn on two of your final five lineups, like, okay, whatever. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. That's what happened to me. But whatever. <clears throat> Let's move on to the match play. This is what we're getting into this week. And it has a betting board. It also, <laughs> hey, you know what? I suggest printing this uh, bracket off like you're, you know, it's March Madness. So uh, print that off because this is going to be very helpful because you're going to have to figure out, is this a good bet? Should I make these two bets or three bets if they're all going to collide together at the final four and not going to be able to even have a chance to get to the finals together? So you got to have to, you, you kind of have to look at this. This isn't like normal where you just guess and you bet and you whoever, it doesn't matter. There is something to this, right, Joe? Yeah. How about the contest? Talk about the contest. 
We're oh, we are. We're doing this on uh, PGAtour.com. There is a contest or a thing. I don't know. PGA is giving money or someone's giving away money for if you you know have a perfect bracket or if you win the whole thing or whatever. We're just having our own little tiny league. Yeah. Fun. You can find it. I tweeted about it on the Fantasy Golf Pod and the Preferred Lions Podcast Twitter pages that you can enter for free. There's no cost, no obligation to do this. It's just for fun. And if you do take it down and you are the winner, we will call you out next Monday and we will send you what, Joe? Uh, so we'll send you a Preferred Lions t-shirt. I also, if we Preferred like... Preferred Lions t-shirt? I think I'm wearing one. Is if we like you, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those, yeah. If we like That's you, cool. we may have you on the show, if we like you. Oh, cool. um, and three, I will send you... So check out this poster behind me. You see that, guys? Right hmm? there, there. Hold on, let me, uh, tiger, let me on you. tiger, sawgrass poster. Okay. Uh, he's in the shorts. He's in the straw hat. I have an extra one by chance. I'll send it to you. Whoa! So contest, you'll get, get the into the contest. It's not that hard to enter. You just click a bunch of buttons like it's Great. March Madness NCAA basketball style, and then this is just yeah, for golfers. Man. Click, click, click. But make sure you do the third place game. I missed that when I was entering my tournament, but. Um, okay, so how do you want to do this? How do you want to break it down? Do you want to break it down just like we normally do? We look at the tippity tip top, we go from there, and we kind of piece through and see how it looks to us. Uh, or you know, we could break it down Jeff and Mayo style, where they went in each pod and kind of quadranted it out. I don't know if I have the patience for that. Ultimately, I think I, you know, we can kind of talk through. I've got some talking points. Okay. I'll roll Maybe with we whatever just, you want to do, buddy, but I think we okay. should just kind of go through the board in terms of odds right. like we always do. Me, me too. Okay, so that would mean, Joe, at the tippity tip top, you can follow this <laughs> on YouTube. I suggest doing that if you're on uh, what's it called? Uh, iTunes. It's kind of more difficult. I'll try to MC it the best I can, and you can see a top price guy. The TPG is not... Bryson on DraftKings, it's not Dustin Johnson, but is Bryson here? Okay, so people are betting Bryson. This is different from what I looked at it earlier today. There was a tie at the top, so it looks like there's been some changes. No, okay, four guys are now at fourteen to one, and this morning it was only three guys. So it's not that big of a deal. I'm sorry, I overreacted to that, but that's not that big a deal. Uh, but they've moved. Some of them were at twelve to one this morning, and now they're at fourteen to one. So whatever. I don't know. Wherever you can find the best number, find the best number and click it and bet it. Do you like the Bryson, DJ, Rom, or JT at 14 to 1 at all? No, not at the moment. I don't. Um, I feel like we always see kind of like the March Madness aspect of craziness in the pool play um, that I remember. And it's, and it's kind of hard to come out of these. You know, you end up with one tie. And all of a sudden, you have to, you essentially have to win your other two matches. So one loss in many times can put you out. One tie puts you in a must-win situation. And we've seen more times than not, uh, a lot of these top players struggle to get out of pool play. So it's interesting. I would much rather prefer them at 12-1 to 1 in a traditional format where you know you're going to get four rounds against um, you know everyone's on an equal playing field versus having to come out of this pool and do match play style. Uh, so it's not for me. What about you? No, I didn't do it. But hey, I'm going to give a plug to our guy. I mean, this Chris Durrell dude is pretty solid with his sheets. I know he probably doesn't oh, want me best. to do this, but I'm going to flash you what you can have for five bucks, people. You can have access on his Patreon to this insanity. Look at this insanity. And it's green and it's yellow and it's colors and it's blue and it's he's got that. OWGR, he's got the odds, he's got the DraftKings price, he's got what seed they are, the group they're in. That's just the main cheat sheet. It has what their course history, their current form, and all the statistics you could possibly get. And then he broke it down and he put it in the bracket for you. So you can look at who's the DraftKings prices here. You can look at their ranking. Who has a tough seed pod based on seed? Who has a tough pod based on DraftKings price? He has this all broken down for you for $5? It's so good. Like, really do that. The sheets uh, are normally really, really good and helpful. And it's basically like the Cliff Notes version of Fantasy National, who we also love. But right. if you don't want to sit there and put in the work, and sometimes you're you're having a, a busy week, 
Get Chris Farrell's sheet. It's well, you don't even need. Yeah, there's no commitment to this Patreon page either. You just throw five bucks to this guy in this one specific sheet, and then you get the sheet. You look at it for a few days, and then you're on with your life. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so Chris Durrell's sheets got me going today, and I got some answers today to the test. It's going to be great. So let's get answers. Some, uh, is that yeah. a is that a lead in there? No, I didn't. I actually don't really like Abraham answers. Okay. <laughs> uh, but DJ, okay, if he doesn't get out of this pod that he's in, I would tell. I would call that the Oral Roberts upset of the freaking tournament here because he's in one of the worst ranked pods according to Durrell's spreadsheet, and like. It's DJ. I mean, he should be great. Now, Nah might pose the biggest threat to him, and DJ's at the top of the betting board here. But so I, you know, but then I don't know. I wanted to do the top of the board. I did look at John Rom too up here. I just, I just can't do John Rom at fourteen to one. It just it doesn't feel good enough. I don't get enough out of it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. DJ is it. It feels easy that he gets out of that pool, but just the the recent form has not been good. The last two tournaments have not been great. The last two tournaments specifically that he played here have not been great. So it's tough to pull him here at 12 or I'm just saying, like, DJ is the Gonzaga of this tournament. Like, he's undefeated coming in looking like a lock to go to the Final Four. So it will be surprising if DJ doesn't get there. Now JT on the other hand is the two seed overall and JT's on the other side of the bracket, but JT drew the freaking pot of death with the Louis who stays the Matt Kuchar, the Kisner. This is crazy. This is sad for JT because a lot of people like JT. Yeah. And- we know about Kiz's prowess <laughs> in match play. We know about Kiz's history here. So that's tough. Kuchar, obviously not great form, but good in match play as well. Um, yep. Good here as well. And then obviously Louie is, is dangerous. Like Louie's advanced here very far and yep. Louie just isn't, he just doesn't seem to make like big mistakes here. Um, so he just, he, he he's not going to go out there and burn it down with birdies, but he's also going to make you earn every point that you get against him. And should you have a couple mistakes and put a couple OB, he's going to be quick to take advantage. He's tough. He's a tough out. So they're all tough outs. I, I'm thinking this week more than ever, you got to look at a guy. I mean, statistically, you could look at a guy that, you know, has done well statistically. If you want to lean stats more or less in the putting department, that's kind of what I look at if they can putt well, because putting makes a difference when you're saving an eight footer for par to have a hole, or you're saving a 15 footer for par, or you're putting the pressure on them with this, and you know, you're getting the pressure back to you, but you're a good, confident putter. That's helpful in match play. But at the same time, do you think these elites, they don't make any, there's no difference between any of the elites that they all have the same ultimate chance to advance. So, I mean, yeah. I, I can't do this 14-1 stuff. Yeah, too high, too low of a number for me on all those guys, yeah. Okay, so then we go to the, the next level, and that's the 25s out. Uh, they just clamor. There's just a ton of names in this 20 range. It's just kind of weird to me because normally you don't see this. Rory, you can get a 20 out. But Rory's in the ROM region of doom. Like, it's insane, the, you know, ROM region. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but that's the most yeah. impossible to get out of. So you got Morikawa, you got Cantley, you got Casey, you got Spieth. They're all about 26, 25, 22, depending on the book. And you got Finau's even in there. Hovland's in the 20s. Patrick Reed, Xander Shoffley looks like he's at 28 to 1. I mean, these numbers look great. If it was a normal stroke play event, you'd have a Patrick Reed or you have a I don't know, maybe not necessarily great, but at the same time, do you what how, how do you even decide? Why do you decipher who you're gonna put money on this week? I'm confused. You know, it's tough, but you're right. The numbers are pretty great given the fact there's only 64 players, mm-hmm. right? You're getting these guys that are, you know, 25, 28 to one. Um, how do you decipher? It's tough. Um the, I went Vic Hovland, 28 to one. I was ready for that number before it came out. It came out at a place I wanted to bet it, and he was the first pull of the week for me. I have a feeling that's probably – I haven't listened to a lot yet or done a whole lot of digging, so you'll kind of have to help me out here. But I have a feeling that's probably going to be a very popular pick. I know. Well, I was I'm just curious, today. Joe. Are yeah. you worried that he's new here and that he has not had a match play experience? Is that something that you're, you're using as a – I mean, clearly you're not because you're going to use him. So I yeah. kind of lean like – you know, away from the guys that don't have this experience and aren't 
savvy to the strategies because we know it's a strategic kind of thing. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say, too, is that you got to have the mental game this week. Big time. Big time. Yeah. And I know, I, you know, I know he doesn't necessarily have the experience here, but he talked about, and I forget the article that I read last week about how much he loves the match play format, how much he was looking forward to getting into this event and how he thought that he thrived in that type of format, particularly in college when they would play match play events. Um, He thought he was best suited there. I know that, uh, gosh, it's kind of slipping my mind right now, but what was the event at Pebble that he won? Not the was it the USAM or something that's match play that he ended up winning at Pebble Beach that was okay. match play format um, a, a few years ago. So, yeah, I think that he, you know, different types of players relish this type of format. And I think that he may be one of them, even though that we haven't necessarily seen that come to fruition just yet. But I think that may be why we're getting a little bit of a discount here on the price. Now, he's with Answer, Wiesberger, and Streelman. So, it, uh, Seems like he won't have too hard of competition to get out based on how well he's played Victor Hovland lately. And then would it be fun to see Hovland versus Morikawa? Because Morikawa is in right below him with Horschel, Homa, and Poston. And I wanted to make a note on that particular pod because you got Morikawa. We haven't really talked about him. And, I mean, in order to bet him, what is he at, like 20? He's at 18, so, like you know, whatever. But then he's with Horschel, Homa, and Poston. Horschel is one of the only guys in that pod, the only one with this match play experience. So I f- I feel like Horschel's going to get out of that pod, and it's going to be a ho versus ho versus a ho versus mo. Do you would you prefer to see the Holland more? I think that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Be fun to see. Oh, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, and I think that so Morikawa. I don't know that this is necessarily like where I said that it is a strong suit of Vic Hovland. I just don't know if I feel like he's going to be a great match play player. And and you can kind of take it back to college, right? A lot of college golf is match play. And that's where Vic did so great. And Mm -hmm. as good as Morikawa was, he was kind of the third, not even the third in many cases. He didn't have as big of a college career as Hovland or Wolf. So, um, yeah, I wonder about it, but yeah, would certainly love to see that matchup. It would be great to see the two young guys go at each other. I know that they're close friends. They would obviously be on opposite sides of a potential Ryder Cup team, so it would be a ton of fun to see, uh, and hopefully we can get a little bit of a rivalry out of them. That'd be fun. I would love to see a couple matchups that give us kind of a, a tease, you know, yes. uh, in, into what we're going to have in the Ryder Cup. Uh, now, Patrick Cantlay has thrived as Captain America in the Ryder Cup, and I like him, especially if you can get him at 25 or so to one. Wait, Cantlay or Reed? What did I say, Reed? I meant Reed. You meant Reed? Yeah. Joe, <clears throat> yeah, I've been drinking. You said, Well, you said Captain America and then Cantlay, so I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I love the, both the Patricks, you know. You got it's APPR around here. You know, yeah, I know. APPR, I love Patrick Reed. I mean, like, we're going to play Patrick Reed. We're going to bet rap Patrick Reed almost every time. Uh, we should, you know, I do like Patrick Cantlay as well. I, that's maybe why I was thinking that, but I might not do Cantlay because of the concern I have that he just withdrew. Do you, do you want to see him say that he is healthy or how, how do we, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm betting Patrick Reed live on the show right now. (laughs) I can't miss that. He's 28 to one. Like, come on. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt the show. You're a regular. I I did the same this morning. I just made a live bet. Uh, Patrick no, Reed. Yeah, one of the so. first things I, I bet on. Now, Patrick Reed is with Neiman, Bazudanut, and Watson. Didn't Watson win this two years ago? Yes. Three years ago? Yes. Years ago? Well, so that could be a tough Very out. And yeah. Neiman can be kind of – he could get hot fire. So, like, what if Reed and Neiman play the one match they play and Neiman just comes out scorching hot? Like, this is what happens. So, temper your expectations of these names. And when you're, you know, making a bet – I don't know. I see it doesn't feel like the best betting event pre-tournament as much as it does like in-tournament. Does that make sense? Because like I feel like I agree, you can learn something. Like it does still feel like in this range, once you got to 25 and on, that there is some value in these guys. I mean, these are the types of numbers they were putting on these guys in normal WGC fields that are 75, 80 players. Now we're down to anything can happen and anyone can get hot. Anything can happen. And, you know, the the only thing I would say about Neiman is 
I had a lot of him last week, and he didn't play great. In the in playing PGA National, you know, I know that he had family, friends in town at the event, probably hosting them a little bit. It's a grind of four days of very difficult golf. And then you're going to go, you know, obviously he's young and he can do this, but he went from the players or he went from the API to the players, then to Honda. And now he's going to go on a kind of a short week. So it, it just seems like, you know, when you're looking in like football betting, you're like, is this a, is this a bad spot for them? You know, they just came off a big Sunday night home game in the division. And now they got to go on Thursday sure. night and play a, a weird game against the Cardinals or something like that. So it feels kind of like that for Neiman a little bit. So that's what I would say there. But yeah, I think Bubba can be dangerous. Um, but I like Patrick Reed. It's match play. You're right. Captain America and he's 28 to one. It feels like a great number on him. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but I will say that uh, I hope that they end up having a Patrick Reed versus Bryson final. Oh, please. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was going to ask you about Xander though, because I like Xander and you're finally seeing Xander at a reasonable 28, 25 to one, which is kind of crazy to see a Xander at that number. He is in the pod of doom and he is in the region of death. So, I mean, it is crazy how uh, Xander has to go for Scheffler and day who I think are both capable of coming out of the whole thing. And then he has to pass by a Rory or a Cam Smith, if that happens, or even a Lanto or a Poulter. And then he's got the burger and then he's got the ROM and, you know, Good God, I don't know. Can Xander pull this off and become the best golfer of all time by getting through this pod? I don't know if that makes him the, the best golfer of all time, but yeah, he's definitely in a tough pod. He's definitely in a tough setup in terms of, you know, the, the first of all, the three guys he has to get out of group play and then likely go through Rory and then likely go through Rom to get into the final four. So all that could totally change. He's one of the top probably eight players in the world. So can he do it? Of course he can. And you're right. It is. We are kind of finally getting a number that seems bettable on Xander. If you like it, it just sucks that that comes along with, you know, getting an unfortunate draw. I would say. True. Um, now I don't know why, but I've heard today. You need to know this, that everybody thinks Spieth's draw is like easy and that he has got Wolf who's basically like, dead in a sitting yeah. duck and then you got fitzpatrick that needs is a putter it seems like and might just not care as much i don't know and then connor's clearly needs the putter too and you probably won't have it so does speed have the easy route out of the pod i mean and would you bet him at 25 to 1 i'm not no but isn't speed's game ryan, up today, ryan bet him and ryan hates speed so maybe so, there's yeah because it, it. it's match play you know it's like hey, he can luck box he can have an eight and it doesn't matter anymore it's a very it's good point. A loss of a hole. You know, it's not like it's he's out of it by three strokes. It's a solid point. But is he – maybe he can get out of there, but is he going to get by Justin Thomas in the next round? Though It's like – I don't know. Anything can happen. Not. You're right. It's match play. Anything can happen. He's playing great right now. Oh, 25. Got that's... Back. He got his swagger back, as they say. But uh, but how is he 25-1 and he's the 49th-ranked player? I mean, people are going to – I don't know. This, so, this it, it doesn't add up. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm not going to be on the speed this week. I'll, I'll enjoy a speed JT matchup in the second round. That'd be great. Um, but let's go to the 30s. Or should we talk about everybody? Why not talk about Tony Finau? We forgot him. <laughs> then we can move on. Nope. Do you have anything to say about Tony? Are you going to have this? Would be the week to have Tony win a match play and get off the Schneid. <laughs> All right. So here we go. 30s. So. Burger. Let me see. Who do you got on? We've got Burger. We've got Cam Smith, who I kind of like. We've got Hatton at 35. I would love that number. I don't see that one. Um, 35 to 1 on Hatton. Where did he come? Where's he in this pod thing? Oh, yeah. He's over with Westwood Garcia and Wallace. And actually, uh, you know, I'm probably going to use Hatton, but I like someone else in his pod. Um, and I Ooh. like Webb, dude. I like Webb Simpson. 35 to 1. Because this is a thing that, where yeah. a hot putter can really get you far. And experience, keeping your head together. Now, again, mental capacity. That's why I think Bryson is going to be good here. I think there's people that can like think about the fact that, like, oh, well, I'm in a position on a hole at this current moment. What do I need to do? 
And it really does matter. You can't just decide I'm going to lay off here. It has to be like, if I go here or here or here, what does that do to this guy over here? How does that make him feel? How does that put him in a position to make a different shot and play something different that he didn't want to do? So all of this is just insane. That's why Tiger was the best ever at the match play stuff. And sometimes DJ can be good because he can just turn his brain off completely and just play really good golf. There's Mm. different types of talent in a match play event, but I think you need the mental fortitude. I think you need the caddy team combo of Webb Simpson and his guy, uh, what's his face? Ted, uh, Paul Tesori. Love it. Great caddy team combo. Um, yeah, it just seems like Webb is kind of drifting a little bit into a range where um, he feels bettable. So I'm with you there. Well, and then I like the fact that like he is underdogged to Casey pretty much. Casey's pretty much right here in the same betting number. And then you got, uh, you know, Mac Hughes I'm not afraid of and Gooch I'm not afraid of. And then the next <coughs> pod I do, you know, yeah, every pod is good names. My gosh, this is hard to figure out. So whatever. Uh, did you um, did you like anybody else? I mean, like M? His iron play has been so bad. We're not on M, are we? No, not on M. I'm I'm considering Cam Smith. Okay, he was really just. Oh yeah, the the President's Cup. Yeah, President's Cup. Yeah, he he obviously at the time it felt like Justin Thomas was the number one U.S. player, and on that Sunday where the U.S. had that great comeback, he was like the bright spot for Team International. Slayed Justin Thomas, took him out. That was one of the only wins that they had on that day. So he's in a he's in a bracket with Rory, who's struggling, who's got a new swing coach, who's going through changes, who's not playing good golf. He's got Lanto, who's kind of new here. Uh, don't know how much match play experience he has. And then he's got Poulter, who's not playing great either, but who's traditionally a good match play guy. But um, it just seems like one that he could come out of. And then once you're out, right, and you're in – once you're out of that pool play, everything above 30 to 1 feels like a good, valuable number. Let's see with Lanto. Because I'm looking at I'm consulting Darrell's sheets. There's so much information. I could barely find it where he is. Oh, my God. Where is Lanto? Uh, oh, yeah. No match play experience. Anyway. Let's go to the 40s where my guy, the guy that I like the most, sits. His name is Sergio Garcia, Joe. Hmm. <laughs> Why know. do you like him? Let's uh, hear it. Well, so I did actually spend a little time going through each of the names and kind of researching why I like somebody or why I don't like somebody. And I do kind of like Sergio for what I've talked about. Hey, mental guy, been around, knows how to play match play, has had experience at match play in the Ryder Cup, etc. We know this. Sergio also gets ruined by one of two things. It's also it's short putts and it's bad holes. Mm-hmm. Well, at this kind of thing, he's going to get his conceded short putts. He's going to just say, fuck this hole, uh, his bad holes. So it won't matter, and it won't mentally mess with him. And he's been close. He's Wait, isn't this where he got into the thing with Kucher because he didn't get the putt conceded? Correct. I was going to ask you, was this here? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember it. exactly, but he was like, he didn't concede it to Kucher, or Kucher didn't concede it to him? Was it? I that think- was what it was. Kucher and then didn't he didn't get into the final end, four. Because and then they had to put out like a we're still friends video the next week. <laughs> they were like the on the cart, cart. Yeah. the golf cart, like hugging or whatever. Yeah, that's that's funny. Funny. No, so I mean, fifth last year, ninth in 2018, loves Pete Dye. We know this. He likes match play. It's Sergio Garcia at 45 to one. I mean, you can get some good return on that. And then we look at the pod and we go, I'm not too scared of Hatton. He can get mentally out of it. You got Westwood's tired as hell. And then Wallace, I didn't see anything I liked out of Wallace last week or the week before. So Sergio's out of this pod. And then he's got to just take down Casey or Simpson or whatever. You can do that. And then you can get past uh, Leishman or DJ. I think this is Sergio's time. Get to the final four. Get back to the title. I don't know. Could be the house bet. Could be the house bet. Love it. We'll see. Um, who else is in this 40 range? Yes, to Sergio. See, Charlie. If Charlie likes him, you got to like him. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, well, um, Louis here. Scheffler's here. Jason Day. We're going to the 50s. Jason Day is someone I also like. Why wouldn't you like Jason Day at 50 to 1? Yeah, he's in that group with Xander and Scheffler, right? Yeah, he's like in the he's hard one here. 
right? Yeah, he's but so that's the thing. It's like there's a reason he's 55 to 1, and all he has to do is get out of this, and then you got a 55 to 1 Jason Day with some confidence. And we know we saw it. The players, Joe, statistically, he was great with his irons, but poor with his putter. So I'm guessing that's what he's been working on the last few weeks. Jason Day is just a big time practice guy. And we know he likes to practice putting. So, and then the swing changes he made clearly are clicking if he's getting the best tee to green numbers of the players. Cost him a win almost, but hey, 55 to one. No doubt. We saw the ball striking return. We saw a little bit of the driving return as well with the week before at API. Mm-hmm. So it's the putting right now, which is letting them down, which we talk about all the time. It, I If there's one part of a player's game that um, is hurting him right now, I want that part of their game to be the strength like long term. Right. Like we talked about it with Adam Scott last week. I think in all in all performed pretty well. He was in a lot of the winning lineups. He was in the DFS open winning lineup. But what we saw was, you know, he was so poor off the tee for a couple weeks there. And all of a sudden he has a week where he's gets that back. Right. And he talked about it in his presser and was like, look, all it takes is a couple sessions on the range. And I feel like that's the quickest thing that can return to my game. He played okay, gained a ton of strokes putting, obviously, which which he's been doing, which is unusual for him. But when those type of things are happening and the strength of their game as a whole uh, is kind of letting them down, that's what you kind of look for. So we're definitely seeing that with Jason Day right now. Good point. All right, cool. So we keep going down the list. Do you have anything else to say about, like, Corey Connors is here to answer or even Hideki? They got no No, chance to do that. I I don't have much to say about any of these guys. There was a couple of guys – you know, I had – I took a look at Will Zalatoris. Yeah, because he's in a decent. He's just in the Finau region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get out of that. I feel like he can come out of that. And then you have Kokrak with no experience here. You have Fratelli, who I don't know if he has any experience here, but I doubt it's great experience here. But he likes Texas, I'm told. Yeah. So yeah, he's from Texas. He went to UT. So, Um, but but. Zalatoris has just been so solid. And if he can make it out of there, I feel like he can, you know, be one of these sort of three seeds within the pool to, to sort of make it out. And then there was a couple of guys I had some interest in um, as long shots, basically. Well, okay. I was going to say about Kokrak, he showed up on this putting statistic stat. I posted on the fancy golf pod Twitter page. We looked at strokes gained putting for the whole season and he's on there per round gaining strokes. Now he has to do that. And that could happen, and that's a way in a road for Kokrak to get past even Bryson at some point, maybe. But, yeah, I think Zalatoris could surprise everybody, and I don't know if he'll – like, I keep being surprised by Zalatoris. He's not afraid of anything. It's crazy. Right. Um, now, Henley looked good last Sunday in the final round. He did. Yeah. And so Thursday. He looked really good Thursday, too. And, but – God, he's now the Leishman Perez M and Henley pod. Like that's probably the shittiest pod. Like overall, I've yes evaluated because M is not the same M. He's kind of a fraud right now with his irons. Perez, I mean, like how the hell is he even thirty first in the rankings? That's ridiculous. And then Leishman hasn't been that great either. And then Henley. Henley's probably the best player in this pod. Um, I don't know if he's. <sighs> It's tough. I don't think he's I the know. best player like overall, but I think he may be playing the best. Right, right, right. Like if in today's terms, but yeah, Leishman could be the guy that he can get hot with the pot or two. And yeah. if he gets hot, he could come out of that pot and he could take DJ down. And we know that he has the capability of rising to a moment. Mark Leishman, where is he at? He's at 125 to one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This number. is why I like come up with scenarios and things in your mind that it's kind of like the NCAA tournament where you yeah. pretend like you have any idea what's going to happen and then rip this up at about <laughs> five o'clock on Wednesday. We done with this thing. Uh, oh, but anyway, so yeah, Max Homa has been playing great. He's here at 90 to one. Who's your long shots though, Joe? Give us your name. Okay. So two guys that I liked were Brian Harmon and Siwoo. Okay. Brian Harmon's here at 90. Did you get 90? And same with Siwoo. Uh, no, I haven't actually bet the, either of them yet, but there are two that I'm I'm looking at. So I will. Okay. Uh, Harmon, great finish at the players. Sure. Uh, Bernie Bryan. Has a top 10 here in his only run through this place, I believe, which was two years ago. 
Um, so just steady. Like he's the type of guy, like I was talking about before that just doesn't seem like he's going to make a lot of mistakes and feels like he could maybe potentially weasel out of that, that bracket that he's in, especially if Cantley's not a hundred percent healthy and Hideki's not playing well. If Cantley's not a hundred percent and he's not yeah. into it and Cantley's focus may be more, you know, I don't know if this is like his cup of tea, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. I I, like more anxious. Like, let me get to Augusta. Let me, let me like start my early masters prep. Like I'm here for the payday. I'm here because I'm one of the top players in the world, but like, it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like an event that he's going to win. I don't know. You want the guy, you want the Patrick uh, Reed, dude. You want the guy that's like, you want the Kisner. Like, did you, do you remember Kisner putting in the fat dip and like staring at dude and like, Having the the like, I'm angry and I want to murder you and your entire family and take everything from you. A match play mentality. It was great, and that's what it's kind of endearing. You want that in your guy. So, and yeah. Siwoo just feels like a guy that you have to bet 80, 90 to one. I feel like you have to bet him here. I feel like and you got you want in. guys that could just rocket ship and soar. Like oh, that's dude, the guy you want so in this match because it he takes can hold it together. And we know his love for Pete Dye. He's had good finishes here in the past. Um, he's in there with Tommy, who hasn't been playing well. Rosner, I'm going to totally write him off. And then yeah. you know he's got to go head-to-head. He's got to beat Bryson, right? And I, I know he's not afraid of it. Um, he'll go in there, and he's going to be aggressive, and, and he's going to take on everything with Driver, and he could take out Bryson. And then, like you said, once you get out of there, anything can happen. Exactly. We've seen the volatility with Bryson, and when he's on, he's on. But when he's off, there are some really wayward shots that could get him into some trouble. And if see, like, like that, that is something I can totally envision seeing happening, where we're we're in one of these matches and we see Siwoo. Everyone's going to think it's a huge upset when he beats Bryson, and sure. it, it's not going to feel like that big of an upset to me. It's just going to feel like he had a better day. There is something though about the Siwoo where he'll just say, "We go home now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. Yeah. So there's like that. Now we go home. Yeah. But 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 look. He, all right. So Bryson's twelve to one. Siwoo's ninety. Like yeah, exactly. ninety to one, and he wants to go home. Fuck it. You threw away ten bucks or whatever it is. Uh, Less than that, that for me. That'd be a dollar on that one. But he, but the upside the upside is final four, baby. Totally, like he has great upside, and he's won already this season. And he's won and he like, like the some of the other guys. Even, I mean, I know you're 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 a big hedge guy. We all we know this. Fans of the show will know this. But oh my god, I, I have a story for you about Baldwin that. in the final four at twenty eight to one, True. and he's going up against let's just say Webb Simpson, Vic, and what I'm not hedging on Webb when I've got Vic at twenty eight. Like that's just yeah. I'm gonna ride it out with Vic. But if Siwoo's there at 90 to 1 and he's playing web, like I will probably hedge it at that point. You know what I mean? So it's just such a big number. It gives you, affords you those opportunities when hedging can play a little bit more. It may be a little bit smarter in a match play event when there's only one of two outcomes. It's either heads or it's tails um, versus, you know, you can hedge someone and you can say, okay, it's, it's Bryson and this guy. Okay, but here comes Lee Westwood storming up the leaderboard. Know, yeah. And then, you know, you don't have one of them. So, or a chase cipher. Like Jesse said, Bryson may be he may be too focused on the NFT game this week. Yeah, uh, to be dialed. Yeah. He's trying to he's gonna be making he, those things are gonna go for so much money. It's gonna be stupid. God, it's so stupid. Someone's gonna so spend he so money? much Ethereum or whatever it is on that shit. Oh. It's gonna be unreal. It's gonna be mind boggling what they spend on that. Uh, well, okay. I'll give you a couple more names that you could maybe hedge with. And once they get to the elite eight or the final four of this thing, and you got Munoz is one seventy five to one. This has been a type of thing where Munoz will be in a Rom Palmer Lowry and get overlooked, and he'll be one hundred seventy five or two hundred to one, and no one will think it. But he doesn't go. I've said this for months. That's a tough dude. bracket though. That's a tough pool for one hundred seventy five to one. He okay, yeah. not, he's the not going to enter it like. The Victor Perez or the other idiots that are in these other ones that are 175 to one around. He's going to enter against Raman Palmer and Lowry, and he's not going to give a shit that's Raman Palmer and Lowry. This is Munoz. He is like, I, I swear, he's like 
he's built from a different generation of the 1960s or whatever. You kind of see him and he's just like this kind of stoic walk and he doesn't give a shit. Like if it was the 1960s, he'd be huffing a cig and flicking it super far. I mean, he, he's chill dude. And he's 175 to one. So if he can yeah. just emerge from that, then boom, you hedge that head hedge life. Now, again, going back to my putting statistic, you need hot putters. You want guys that get hot because this is how I found Lucas beer guard two years ago when he beat Tiger, everyone was shocked. And I was like, I called this shit. I don't know why or how I called it, but it was because of beer guard showed up putting from 10 to 15 feet. He's like, yeah. putts. I don't know if it was like three putts total that he made. It just happened to show up. I happened to click it, got lucky, but there are putters that are actually good at putting. JT Poston is known as a good putter. Mackenzie Hughes, also known as a good putter, 200 to one. And if they get hot with their putter, any day, two days in a row, lights out. You can't stop these dudes. They just will torch you with the putter, and you will have a great round. You'll probably shoot 68, 67, but you won't win against a hot putting Mackenzie Hughes or a hot putting JT Poston. And they're 200 to 1. Big numbers. Question for you, Excellent. one that we missed. Mm. I'm waiting on you to kind of tell me when it's time again because I'm not feeling it, but How? if you tell me it's time – what do we do? Well, Is you it, made a point just a minute did you ago. Him? No, I haven't yet. I don't, I don't even know yeah, his he's number. He's, 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 he's 125 to 1, Matt Wolf. Now, Matt, we're a pro. We're a Wolfpack podcast here. Now, not lately because he's been letting us down. He and, could come out of there, though, with Fitz, right? Ethan Connors. He could come out of there. I would not be shocked, honestly, if we saw Wolf versus JT and the smile is back and this kid has got it going again. Now, could that be because his doctor prescribed him some medication and it's kind of kicked in? And like the he took a couple of gummies before he's working. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. But at the same time, people don't stay down like this. And we, you just said earlier about how in college these dudes match played the hell out of each other and they know how the mentality is. And Wolf is like a reed. Wolf is like a killer and he wants it. And maybe he could emerge from this. He can come out of this and he could – Potentially put some little uh, marks on his resume come September. I'm waiting for you. You let me know. Oh, I don't know. No, but I'm not on that wolf right now. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. Maybe maybe soon. We'll know when it's time. We're we're big. We are wanting the smile. We want the smile back. We want the smile. We're pro wolf pack. We want the smile. I want the club twirl. I want the swagger. I want the bounce. I want the like him hitting and him, you know, where he goes, he hits the guy and he laughs. He's like, yeah, Yeah, I want to see him talking, right? Yeah. He's always, you know, how he is. And he, ha, yeah. But that not been him lately. So that shit at the concession was like disappointing when he was, I, I forget his playing partner said something like, Maybe he played out of turn or something like that, and they were really upset with his demeanor, and he like wasn't – he did something else wrong, and then he did the thing where he putted it. It looked almost intentional. Like he was it, practice putting and he hit the ball? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say that. but Well, and then he didn't even care. He was like, whatever, I'm 11 over. You know what else sucks, Chad? Brooks. Oh, I know. That sucks. Are you sad about that? Because he's I'm dead, so right? He yeah, I felt like master. he was back. He was like, back. He won a tournament. He won the WGC or the Management Phoenix Open, uh, and then he. What and happened? I heard it was like we talked a little bit about it. We kind of had the inside source a week ago that this is happening, and I heard that like from one of the guys that he he slipped, and I don't know if that's true. Is it like on a stairs? Like no, like jump? by the pool. Shut up. Yeah. And I don't. It's not a reliable source, so don't quote me on that, guys. But like, if it was something like that, that just sucks, right? Like, just a total accident. Like, having so like he's feeling really good about his life, and he's having a good time, and his knee's fine. He's not even thinking about golf. And then this isn't even sports related at all. Worried because maybe he's accident prone. Win another major? I don't know. Like, I would have said for sure. But first, it was the wrist. Then it was the hip. Then it was the knee. Now this is the other. There knee. was a neck, wasn't there at some point? There's the neck. Like it's it's a lot of injuries. He's he's constantly getting chiropractor work on the course. He's carrying a lot of weight and muscle. Like we, I don't know. 
It's just he's not built like Justin. Plus, he's not the guy. He's definitely not a Michael Jordan type where he wants to be the best of all time and, like, kill everyone. Like, he's like, oh, I've made $10 million. Like, I got the hot chick. And I think how long it really – it really took him two years to come back from where he was. And he had just – wasn't even totally back by his standards. And he had just kind of won and and started to feel good. And – you know, prep for the Florida swing where he was going to play a ton. Like he was going to play the Honda. He was going to play these events and he had to pull out. And now he's out for the masters. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for the PGA as well. Uh, potentially us open, but he's not going to make a Ryder cup team now. Cause he's not going to have the points. So this all sucks. It sucks. How funny though. He's such a fraud. He's like, we'll just see about the masters. Yeah. Right. You're not playing the masters. You like the two weeks. <laughs> like, how, uh, long, how long was your if surgery? You're Casey Martin, you get a golf cart. You can maybe. I was sleeping. <laughs> I don't know how long the surgery was. I was asleep. What a yeah! That's such a Brooks comment. I know. Oh my God. I know. But I root for him, though. I hope he gets back healthy. Yeah, same. He will. He's fine. He's young. Yeah. He's like 31. Not worried about him. Though. Worried about my guy. Okay, well, don't worry about your guy because you need to worry about this bracket and signing up for that. We've got a link uh, to the PGA tours, little uh, bracket challenge and you can join our private league search for that or uh, with it's, I think it's preferred lines, fantasy golf pod, all one word on this search or maybe whatever. I don't know. We'll tweet it out. We'll tweet it. Long day for me, Joe. I've uh... (laughs) anyway, uh, what else? You gotta you gotta win a T-shirt if you get into that thing and you win. You win a T-shirt. Yeah, you win a poster. You win a poster. Uh, we'll shout you out. It'll be fun. We'll all get in but there. You can't you can't be some guy we don't know. And, or if you are, you better be following us so we know how to find you. Yes. Follow, like, subscribe, comment. All the all that good stuff. Hey, now also sign up for, for the Jock Market. It's a great website. Well, I don't know. It's not a website. That's an app. <laughs> dude, it's been the longest day for me, honestly. Like, and I don't know, dude. I've got a pretty busy plate this summer with my real job. So, you know, we might, get, we might we'll be see. winging a few pods this summer, boys and girls. We we need, have fun. Listen, we need some other sponsors to step it up. If you're listening right now and you've got a company – Wait, you're an exterminator. You're a plumber. <laughs> like we, you can sponsor the a segment on the show. We need sure. some dollars coming in the door so that we can keep interrupting our dad life, our work life. To yeah, come exactly. to you guys every Monday night. Yeah, so we could do like a the tippity tip top sponsored by Ken's Exterminator. <laughs> He's in Richfield, Minnesota. You can call him at six one two seven. Jeff, slide in the DMs, man. We're we're oh, open oh, for yeah, exactly. Oh, Jeff, we don't really need any money. We're just doing this for fun. This is a great time. We're uh friends in our well, you've got a real studio now. Look at you. I'm in the garage, but you're in a room in your house with air I'm conditioning. Yeah, I'm inside. Yeah, the garage, the garage situation. Well, you're kind of in it too, but the garage situation in South Florida is muggy. Um, it is, there's no air movement. It is 90 some degrees and there are mosquitoes and roaches everywhere. <laughs> well, and then you're expected to put these hot lights on you to make your face shine. Yeah. You, you, but you've got a different situation you're dealing with. Oh, I'm like happy when the lights are on until it's July. Listen, like- you win a couple more house bets. We'll get you, we'll build a new house. We'll get you out of there. Studio. Exactly. Season. We're working on it. We're working on it. We got some juicy, juicy plans. Now I was thinking about going with the quad plex, a fourplex this week. You know, I'm going to put my fourplex, my, or, you know, I was going to do like, you know, like a duplex, you know, where, and then just oh. do the final four. I'm thinking about wow. making something creative like that, but I don't know. I probably don't have time for that. So wait for that on Wednesday afternoon. I do that on my real estate oh, slash fantasy golf page. You dine a real Cause I'm going to dine a realty agent. We should get, can we get a dine a realty to, to, to sponsor oh, I don't want them to know that segment? Uh, yeah. I, I barely want people in my office to know that I do this. I know. Same. same. <laughs> keep it on the low. Okay, you guys are awesome. I appreciate all of the liking and the subscribing that you've already done and you're going to do, like good people. <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you, Joe, for putting on that great program, the DFS Open, a great 
uh, fundraiser for the first tee. Seriously, you've got some good karma points. And, I mean, it paid you bigly last time you did this. You got $112,500. So, yes. uh, big karma coming. So, if you did enter that DFS Open, you do probably have some karma coming. If you've lost some money on that donation, just don't worry. Keep entering. Keep the dream alive. See you, gang. Cheers, boys. Peace. Oh, Charlie says the Home Depot house bets. <laughs> I should call them. God, that's funny. Thanks, Charlie. You're the best. Thanks for chatting along. See you guys later. Talking to you. Bye bye. Peace.